What's up, guys? Welcome to an episode of Cheer Up. Man, this episode is going to be super cool. You're gonna, you guys are going to like my new guest. Um, uh, I know you've probably seen him before. You've probably seen him online um, or have cheered with him. Uh, either way, this this episode is it's fire. I'm just, I mean, I'm gonna, just going to be honest. It's fire. It's, uh, we talked a little bit about, about everything, you know, how he started his cheer career all the way to where he is now. So um, I'm just going to leave you with that. And without further ado... Here's my uh, chat with uh, Slaying Glover. Here you go. So again, again, bro, thanks so much for being here. Um, of course. I just wanted to, dude, I invited you over because I just see you're the, you're the, like, the per, almost the perfect example of a cheerleader, dude. Your oh, energy, you. dude, your energy, your, I think, like, the vibe you give off is, like, super positive and happy. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you remember when we first met, bro? Of course, dude. Of course. This is so long ago, but of course, absolutely. Do you remember what I asked you that first time? It was in the elevator. I know you probably don't remember, but oh it my was, gosh, in the, we were I, going was, to I remember in the elevator. Yeah. And you I asked, asked me to, if I could take a picture with some of your daughters, right? I, no, I, yeah, that was that was the second part. But the very first okay, part okay. was we were going up into the elevator and uh, previous to that, some of the girls from cheer from the gym were like talking about like all the guys at TGLC and you know, you know how girls are. Right. So it was like, and I was like, and then I saw you by the elevator. And I'm like, man, th- I think this is the guy. I think this is him. These are the group of guys. So then I approached you and I said, Hey, do you want, can you do mind taking a video? All three of you for my friend to wish her a happy birthday. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember that now. I do. Yes. I do remember so that now. That was, I think that was super cool. That you guys did that. Um, and that, you know, kind of stuck. Other people would be like, no, thanks. But I think most of the cheerleaders are like super friendly. Like, I don't think I've seen any cheerleaders say no to taking a picture. Sure. Um, but and then you guys took a picture of my girls. It was great. And then from then on, the second time we met was at a Summit. I was taking pictures of Ava. And then okay. you jumped in. Remember, you jumped in. It's like, can I take a yes, picture sir. too? Right, yeah, and then we made some we made some stuff happen. That was pretty cool. Absolutely, good times. Um, yes, and then the third time um, was you guys were stunting. You and Ava were stunting at PBL. We were stunting at PBL. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I, I remember that videos. timeline now. Thank you. Heck yeah. Yeah. So those are the three times I've encountered and I've uh, dealt with you. And dude, super cool. You're super down to earth uh, guy. And um, I just wanna. This podcast is like my goal in this podcast is to like inspire other kids, other athletes coming up and um, kind of like seeing that they're not the only ones that struggle and they're not the only ones that are stuck at certain times and what to do mm-hmm. at those times and just inspire kids to be like, look, this is how Slain did it. I can do it too. You know, stuff like that. Just get, you know, kids motivated and For mainly sure. to inspire. You know what I mean? So beautiful. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have some stuff. I have some questions asked for you. And then from there, we're just going to, we're just going to riff off that. So Let's I just want to ask yeah. you, how, how did you start your cheer journey? How, how did you begin? How did you get into cheer? Sure. Yeah. So I, so my, my first, my first kind of, the, the way I got into cheer was uh, we, my dad for Christmas bought me like a trampoline when I was like, man, like 10 or 11. So on the trampoline, like I had a bunch of fun. My dad taught me like 
how to do all these flips and like would spot me and just be like, yeah, like do this, do that. And just through, you know, just trial and error, I learned how to do like, you know, front flip, back flip, your basic things on the trampoline, just the dude screwing around on the tramp, right? Self-taught completely. Self-taught. But like, again, this was no, like, this was no good technique. Like this is just me flipping myself over on a trampoline. And then, you know, like one day, me me and one of my neighbors we would go like kind of do like we were like parkour kids right so like we would go around like trees and like jump around all the little things in our neighborhood and then one day he was like yo like can you do like we should try to do a backflip on the ground like just straight up on the ground and I was like oh my gosh like yeah that would be so sick like backflip on command whenever I want like (laughs) I'd be the coolest kid of the world (laughs) and so my mom was like hey like you should go like learn how to do this at like a gymnastics cheer summer camp type vibe. And I was like, okay, sick. So through the nearest gym to me was flip city. So that's when my my friend and I went to like a summer camp there and flip city taught us like on how to like, how to do a standing tuck, right? Like they taught us how I did it at summer camp was so happy. Proper technique. Proper, proper technique. We're getting there. Right. Yeah. And so then like they, then like, you know, like they brought up to us, they were like, Hey, like, would you want to do like cheerleading? Like you have really good potential. And I was like, cheerleading. No, <laughs> heck no, bro. Like, who do you think I am? I'm a parkour kid. Like, right. Right. Parkour through and through, bro. Like who do you think I am? <laughs> yeah. I run so- with the boys. I don't, yeah. I'm not with the yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah. I run with the boys. Like, you know, like all that classic classic stuff right Right. and but then like the next day they they like you know kind of like manipulated kind of cut some yeah like next day came up to me and they're like saying like you know we got a flip class for parkour boys just like you i was like really (laughs) they're like yeah yeah it actually just opened up like you should come on by wednesday at 6 30 and i was like damn all right like now you're talking yeah now you're thinking about it yeah now you're thinking like now, now we're talking so show up, you know, at 6.30 late, later that later that Wednesday and like I pull up and then there are, you know, 30 girls just throw walking in the gym, 30 girls throwing each other around and baskets and and they're doing all the flips and like the stunts. And I was just like, whoa, this doesn't look parkour. First off, whoa. But second off, where's my parkour class? <laughs> but then like uh, Tara, she ended up who, who's uh, like the coach helping me out and like you know getting me into cheer and she was like hey like just just come on in like let me let, let me work with you so she ended up like very kindly working with me and like held me in the back like work back handsprings and all the other things to do for the level three team which was a u3 at the time and then you know then she was like hey go in these stunts and I was like all right started like stunning out a little bit and then one of the girls was like hey like are you the new cheerleader on the team? Like, and I was, I kind of like looked around. I was like, you know what? I think I am. And then boom, there you go. You three flip city. And then yeah, were you the only boy on that team? So actually I wasn't, there were three other guys on the team who are are still like some of my good friends. Uh, One of them, Dylan Pierre, he's actually on TGLC this year. So congrats to him. But yeah, oh, great awesome. group of guys, great start to the team. Like that team was just awesome. I have a bunch of friends there still from to this day. And yeah, oh, history, that's cool. history so, from so, there. So you you didn't feel 
you didn't feel like you were like the outcast because you had three other friends or two other friends there that were doing that. So it's kind of like, you know, but at the time, were they your friends or were you just getting to know them at that time? Oh, no. Like they, I knew I didn't know a single person on this team and, but they ended up, man, it was just a new experience, you know, gotta be open. And so how did you, how did you feel? How did you feel going into that environment where you were kind of like, shit, this is not, this I'm, I'm, I'm out of my place here. And did they, did you feel welcome right away or did it take a little time? Yeah. You know, at at first it was very, it was just very, like, I felt very, I felt just like, like a, like a little baby, you know, just, I was just like, wow, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know how to like, cause once like they started like putting me into the routine, right? Like jumps and, and baskets and stunts and all this I was like, man, like, this is just so foreign to me. And I like, I really don't know how to act. But right, all of the girls and all of the guys are just like, super cool. Like, everyone was just so much fun, which which was re- which really made everything like, great. Like, everyone was just super fun. Like, we did a lot of team bonding. We went to a lot of competitions. And just throughout the year, like, I was just like, wow, like, this is so fun. Like, the energy levels are just the energy levels was just really brought me in. Like that was it. Like once I saw how they work together as a team and like the energy and the screaming and the mat talk, I was just like, whoa, like this is like nothing I've ever done before. Right. Not, not mm-hmm. com- it's not nowhere near compared to parkour. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. At the, all. The, the only reason why I ask you is how did you feel when you first started coming to something so new to you is because like my daughter, when, she first started her first experience with cheer was at uh, G force. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't have a uh, back walk over. She didn't have a hands um, cartwheel, not even a cartwheel. So she mm-hmm. go in there, we just take her there and she wanted to quit. So she, she didn't feel like she was like, she didn't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to do this. You know, I don't know how to mm-hmm. do this. She didn't feel like, you know, sometimes you feel like you can't do something. So you want to quit. So that's why I was asking you, how did you feel when you got there? And and I think like the environment that you're put in, um, that's what makes you feel want to stay. Like if you would have mm-hmm. been in an environment where they're like, oh, shy, you know, and, and not and not welcome you, then you know what I mean? But you felt welcome. You felt cool. Everybody was cool. So you were like, OK, let's do this. Right. Yeah. And, and another factor, like I feel like that has to play is like, especially as like a guy, like, you know, it, it is like very much a, a, a girl sport, like the girls, not as in a, it's an everybody sport. I take that back. It's yeah. for everyone, of course, but like mo- there are mostly girls in cheerleading. Therefore having that like group of like bros to like hang out with and like do cheerleading with, that was like the first thing. Like I, I could never like know since this wasn't the actual reality of my situation. Like if there weren't any guys like at that young age, I don't know how I would have processed that. But because there were like these three other guys on the team that like were really cool and like, yeah, bro, like we're so glad to have another guy. Like that a situation played into that. Whereas if it was just yeah. only girls, I really don't know how I would have felt just because like that wasn't my reality. But again, that like little small community and just something is like, I was open to like, I really wanted to do a backflip and I could do sick tricks. And I was like, that was sick. Like, let's let's just go along with it. Right. um, Going into something new is scary, but like at a young age, it's hard to 
it's it without like a good community or like parents to keep you pushing. I feel like it's really tough. I agree. But for like to something where like I'm a little older, like say like when I first took that jump to like Top Gun, where I was in like three times bigger gym, I still was like so new to it and like learning technique and like trying to throw these lead skills. That jump as an older person, I just knew like if I'm going here, even though it might be weird for me, even though I might not know everyone, even though I am literally going into a whole nother journey in my life. My goals were to win worlds and become the best cheerleader I could be. And I knew that would happen there if I just kept going. So no matter what, no matter what trials, no matter what, you know, bumps and roads, obstacles I faced, like I am there to become better. I'm there to, you know, get my double or get this skill and that skill. And to be a world champion, I was like, okay, I just, no matter what, just got to boom. So you just had keep, focus. keeping those you goals had... in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. That's yeah. cool. No, that's great. That's great. Um, I'm going to get onto that. You going back, uh, you going to, to TJLC or Top Gun for the first time. I have one sure. question for you. How did your dad feel about you being a cheerleader? I mean, how old, if you don't mind me asking, how old is your dad? So my, how old is my dad? Yeah. Like so he's, is he my... like, you don't have to tell me his age, but okay. So I'm feeling like older dads. I don't know if your dad is like super cool, but mm-hmm. some dads would be like cheerleader. You want to do, you want to be a cheerleader. What? No, that's not, that's sport. Do football, do soccer. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did your totally. dad feel about you going like, Hey dad, I'm going to be a cheerleader. Um, was he all on board? Tell me. Yeah. So, so yeah, very good question. My dad is definitely on like the, well, so my dad put me in lacrosse and football and all these things before cheer. And what kind of prompted my exit out of football was I broke my arm and was like out for just a while. And then once cheer came up, so once he was like, he was teaching me all the flips. Like my dad did, I think he did like club gymnastics for a year in college. So he kind of was, he kind of, he was, he stepped foot into that kind of world. Right. And then once he was like, yeah, go to the summer camp, learn how to do a backflip. Like as a supportive father, like being like, Hey, you want to learn how to backflip? Do this. And then kind of since cheerleading came there, it was uh, something that was unexpected on all parts, like all sides. Like I didn't know I was getting into it. He didn't know. And so since that kind of came about so naturally, I think he definitely realized that and was like, man, like since this came about so naturally, like it wasn't like my son was like, I want to do cheerleading. Like it just came about through something he wanted to do. He's like, all right, like, right. I could, like I'm cool with that. And he was supportive. Um, he was supportive and he was very open since he didn't really know much about it either. Um, but again, like as, as a father, even though cheerleading can create a lot of um, different ideals and like just going into a new experience, I think he still got like, gave me a lot of uh, great, he like, you know, he was very stoic. He's a very stoic guy. You know, he still raised me as the son he wanted me to be and yeah. did as best as he could. And it, sure. he was really open to it. He was really open to it. He was which encouraging. Was, which was really exciting. Very encouraging. Very much so. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, that's I interesting. agree. That's interesting. Now, okay, let's go back to your um, TJLC moment. Like, so you leave Flip City, and well, how did you transition that from Flip City to Top Gun? Was it because they didn't have the team for you to move up uh, at Flip City, and then you just? Um, let me go to Top Gun. They have bigger teams. Is that what happened, or did you just? That's some... basically it. that's basically it right there. You're 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 on the spot there. 
um, you know, like I was starting to get more elite skills and like tumbling and, you know, like Flip City was a great gym and, and raised me so well. And I love that place to death. Um, but like, I really wanted to take that next step into becoming yeah. a better cheerleader, getting to that yeah. next level. And Topcom was offering that. We can never forget um, our basic, where we learned our basics, our foundation, oh, where we first not. started. You know, we can't. Of course not, dude. Of yeah. course not. They're the flip OG Flip City for life. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> um, and then you yeah, went to so Top Gun. I, then I went to Top Gun. Yeah. Um, you knew, so did you know people there? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, I would say Flip City definitely had, you know, they raised really well. Like, and once they get those kids to like that level five, level six level, yeah. a lot of them make that move to Top Gun because yeah. there is so much talent. Yes. So I got to, I knew a little bit of people and which was nice. So we had like a carpool going from Delray to Miami, Miami. which is like an hour and a half drive-ish. Um, and we just, it was nice. Like I went with like five other kids and like, you know, the moms drove their big SUVs and we drove down there, um, <laughs> which was super exciting and fun. And, you know, I did a few privates here and there and like stopped to buy some of my friends teams. And then one of the coaches was like, Hey, like you should be like, how old are you, you know? And I'm like, oh, like I'm 14. He's like, oh, sick. Like you were perfect for a junior co-ed level five team. And I was like, bet. And so then I also had, man, I had, I had, I had in the beginning, I had like two, there were three other guys on that team that I knew, like just because of like the cheer community. And, and they were like my friends, like they were like the bros, like they for sure. So then I knew they were on the team. I was like, bet, like, let's do it. And then that was my first season on, on junior co-ed five, which is, Oh, great, great year. Super fun. Oh, shit. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, what was going to ask you? Okay, so you knew some people and then you started, how did, how did you go into that environment of where like you knew that these were like high, high level cheerleaders, you know what I mean? Like, go. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you had your skills already, you know? I know you, you probably had good skills, but you going yeah, into was... there, you wanted to be yeah, no, nervous? I mean, I was, I was, all right. I was so nervous. I was so nervous for Top Gun. I truly was. And like, I was still like a raggedy, like lanky boy, just like ripping these skills out. I had no technique. It was ugly. It was ugly. Like my tumbling was ugly. You did not want to look at my tumbling. Oh, no. And, and it was so nerve wracking. Like it was so nerve wracking because there was like, that gym was just huge. Like there's Ten so many bigger. kids there. 10 times bigger. And like, I didn't, I didn't know anyone. I had no clue. Like, I was just like, what's like, what's going on? Yeah. And, and the coach, the coach, this, the, the whole thing there is like the, the motto is like, once a family, always a family. Like they're so family oriented. Like it nice. is crazy. And like, I hear, that I, is true. sorry, I hear the Continue. vibe is, I hear the vibe is super cool there. Like, Bro, yeah. like even even going back there now, like as like a two year alumni, like in, yeah. in the college year, like the vibes are still just crazy. Like it's it's literally like Disney World for cheerleading being in there. What? I can't, I can't. Wow. I like and the first so like one of the first days there, like it was a first day. Like there wasn't really many people in the gym. Like I went for private on like Saturday. First day, like never thrown a double before. I worked with like Sean Guzman, who's the um tumbling director there and with like within the first private got me a double and i was like whoa like this is weird like this the vibes are crazy here like how did this man just teach me that like so elite like so easy he got like you that. a double like that 
like the first day and like it literally and I and I couldn't and like on the ride home I couldn't stop like thinking about the vibes like the vibes and they were just why energy like was, was crazy the energy was just crazy and i was like wow yeah, like this cool. this is the place like this is the place and i just knew it like right there you know but it was nerve-wracking like it's nerve-wracking to, to i mean change is always scary change is always change scary, is scary but, but change is good yeah. change, is, but so change good. is good exactly yeah who was your mentor when you when you got in there who who did you attach to as far as coach wise that mm-hmm. um that you were like that was the go-to person. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so coach, so coach Elias was my, my, my man. Like he, he was basically like my, my second dad for like the first three years of Top Gun. I was That's on, cool. he coached me at JC five, coached me there. Um, then I took a break from cheer sophomore year and then junior year I was on Glock six where he also coached me. So he was like, he was just the guy I'm used to. And he was super, super welcoming and super nice. like it's uplifting and was very good at like developing a, a good mindset as like a younger adult well not an adult right. but a younger child like teenager younger, yeah teenager yeah going into your teens probably most going into teenage. my teenage years and you know like yeah. obviously obviously like i had these other three guys on my team and we were kind of like we were kind of like the words like i don't know like we were just little like little jits little like rugrats <laughs> running yeah. around right like we were just rugrats just causing right. trouble all the time <laughs> and it was like <laughs> it was bad and good because we learned a lot and like right. we screwed around a lot but like we also got put in our place a lot which is like yeah. you know a good thing as like a younger rambunctious guy i yeah. feel like you just got to be like put in your place sometimes because you don't yeah. know which happens like... a lot go ahead go ahead it, it happens a lot, lot but like <laughs> It happened a lot, but like, you know, we just, we, it, it was really good because we ended up having a lot of sit down conversations with coaches who like really were like, Hey, listen, like, this is how you should be acting. Like you shouldn't be doing this. Like, and especially in like a world where the, especially again, while the population is dominant female yeah. and as like, they made it known to us a lot of things to make these girls comfortable and not be so right. rambunctious and like overly boyish you know what i'm yeah. saying? like do you get yeah. what i'm saying yeah for sure and, and that part of cheerleading was something that really stuck with me like you know like where there's like no other sport where there are guys and girls working together, together. to throw each other up and have just like like you got to get very vulnerable as like a, a male and female cheerleader yes like a hundred percent and you know where when when to where to um not cross you know lines and keep your boundaries and show respect and all that and of i course. think yeah and i agree with you what you're gonna say um as far as uh that girl and boy like at a, such a young age it shows you how to respect and how to treat women and your other teammates you know it just cheerleading does that i i, I feel like and I when totally you said agree. that and when you said that your coach was the type of coach that taught you mindset I feel like it's really important to not only teach the skills, but also to teach that mindset when mm-hmm. you get stuck, you know, cause I'm sure you gotten stuck plenty of times with your skills, oh, right? Yeah. Mindset oh, yeah. had those, those. So um, much so. so. Yeah. So yeah. another, another mentor, I would say is this guy, uh, uh, coach Shane, his TG super Shane. And he helped me out with my co-ed stunning junior year. 
because I was on Glock and I had to co stunt now and I was getting bigger and, you know, I would get very frustrated a lot and like very challenged. And well, I was, I was getting challenged and it made me very frustrated when I wouldn't succeed. And, and right. he was super big on just like saying like, relax, like you're doing, why are you here? Like, what are you doing this for? And I was like, well, like, I think it's cool. He's like, good. That I'm glad you think that that is what you're here for. Like you think it's fun. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's fun. Like, it's cool doing this. He's like, good. Keep it that way, brother. Like, keep having fun. And I'm just like, dang, like, you're right. Like, he's like, just, just, just always like, why? Like, what are you, why are you doing this? You know, he kept why are you asking feeling that like question. this? Why? Like, yeah. Why are you feeling like that? And I'm like, well, like, I want to be good. He's like, good. That's why you're doing this. Right. Cause you want to be good. I was like, yes, that's why. And he's like, there you go. So keep doing it till you get good. Like, keep going. That's like awesome, you bro. will get there. You just got to keep going. And I was like, heck yeah, bro. Tell me what was one of your biggest accomplish- accomplishments in your cheer career? Your biggest accomplishment. Ooh. Ooh. It would have to be, it would have to be winning, winning grand world champion TGLC. I knew it. Uh, 2022. <laughs> like, that was I know just, it. That was it. That was it right there. Okay. So going from now you, you won worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you're super stoked. Uh, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you, right? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. As far as cheering career goes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, now, going from All-Star Cheer to the University of Ohio cheerleading, mm-hmm. how was that mm-hmm. transition? Is it like, did you, do you feel like TGLC prepared you super well to be part of the University of Ohio? Or do you feel like, shoot, I need to, I need to get some more skills. I need to get better. <laughs> I mean, there's always room for improvement. Don't get me wrong. Always. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel? You feel like pretty, pretty confident going into the University of Ohio? Yeah. So, well, bro. So, so what I thought, right. TJLC was a great preparation, you know, like I think it prepared me almost more mentally than it did physically. Cause like college cheerleading is a total different game than all-star. Like it's so is, it's so is it's a totally different really? game. Yeah. So Ohio state was, Man, they were just when I first got into June practice week, there was a lot of technique that I was lacking in my stunts, especially. And I I definitely learned a lot this past year. Like I am at a at a place stunting that I couldn't even imagine where I was at last year. And so while it did prepare wow. me a lot physically, the mental side, I think I had a lot of more experience than anyone else because um like for all-star we'll do we'll do like what like six to seven competitions a year right and like we go we go full out the entire year basically but for college cheerleading you only compete once and that's or well twice like but one competition right like one right. competition that's all you've got all right. and then you don't start you don't really start like going full out till like november like november december ish honestly like kind of like december i'd say and when is to come so the competition's in January, like mid-January, and we don't really start like, I mean, the you only get like three like, months to to practice, like base, like basically, like three months to like put together a routine, practice it, and then you're going full out like late November, like mostly like December ish. Wow, like December bro. going December going is just yeah, it's it's crazy, that but like it's crazy. They just pack so much more intensity into like one like one specific area. So like from Christmas break, like once you get off for Christmas break until like 
January is just like two a days, hours. I'll just your whole entire day is just full out practice, full out practice. Just like bulk, like yeah, it's it's wild, it's crazy. How long? How long are the practices? How how many hours? I'd say like, I'd say like, in a day you're gonna practice like seven to eight hours. So like set like probably like nine what? ten maybe. What? We'll, yeah, we'll have just about like a three and a half practice, three and a half hour practice in the morning, three hour break, another like three to four hours to five. Wow, so it's intense. Yeah, so when you mean intense, it's intense. intense. Right, but but TGLC taught me like so much more mentally, like right. how to trust in your teammates and like do your job and only focus on that. Like, be worried about having fun. Like, don't be worried about like what you're doing or what the other person's doing. Like, the only thing you control control is yourself. So go out there know that you're gonna have the best time ever smile have fun bask in the glory of competing because like before you know it it's just gonna boom be over yeah, yeah. and all you and have so is mental- memories yeah all you have is memories and just and and honestly like tglc like basically kind of like this is gonna be a weird sentence to say but like it basically like put that like puts the dog in you like put that dog in you like i got that dog boop, in boop, me like boop. when i'm yeah, like when I'm turned on, like I'm an animal, like I'm ready to go. And like, I'm not worried about, I don't care what anyone else is doing. Like not even my teammates, like all it is is me. Like I am the one, like not as like a yeah. self-centered way, but like no, no, yeah, I, I can it. only control myself. I can't control you. So I'm not worried about you. I believe you got to do like, a, you have to do a part to do. You have a part to do Yeah, and you have to complete it. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. That's so intense, I would bro. say, I would say in the competition side, it, it, it definitely like I I would say prepared me adequately for sure. It's all it's it's intense, but not as intense as uh um as yeah. TGLC. Well it's yeah, so it wasn't intense, it wasn't as intense all year round, but once you like once you're in practice session, like ooh, oh it's tough, especially because that dead mat is just so much harder than the spring floor and like that's ugh, what I wanted to ask dead you mat. too. Yeah, dead, dead mat's mat. not not my type of vibe but it's okay like it is what it is it's not springy right it's not yeah it's a dead it's not springy but um how did you get adjusted to that did you prepare before going into university or stuff like that no you didn't (laughs) no you just no not really damn did you know you were you you knew that you wanted to be a college cheerleader from the absolutely i mean i think being a college cheerleader has so much more to like offer than just like competing I mean, you have like game day and you go to events and like you really represent the university, which right. is also so good for like connections and, and becoming social and like getting out there, being yeah. able to talk to all these, you know, important people in whatever yeah. respective business. When you go to yeah. like the Ohio State football fundraising event and you're there cheerleading, you know? Yeah. You're um, the face of the university pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Cool. And, and, I, it's, and I, it's very I see all. I see all the pictures, man, with all your faces and all your – it's pretty dope, man. That's awesome. You're, you're representing <laughs> yeah. the, the university pretty good, man. That's awesome. Thank you. I try. I try. More to come for sure. That's awesome. I can't wait to see more of that, man. I have another question Thank for you. you. Um, so I know you You have a really positive attitude. You, you 
your when I see you, especially online, you know, we show sometimes something that not other other people we show only one side, right? Online. Mm-hmm. You know, you're happy, mm-hmm. you're but I know we're humans. And you know, we sometimes our day is not how we want it to be. How do you deal with um like situations where you're down, you feel like have you ever felt like you're not enough or that oh, you could course. be doing more? How do you deal Absolutely. with that? Oh, man, you know, that's, that's a, that's a great, that's, it's so crazy to say that because like, it is definitely something I feel every day. Like, am I doing enough? Like, am I enough? Like I, as much as like, I'm a, like, I, I'm a busy guy. Like I really like to try to do so much, but even after all that, like, I do feel like I may not be doing enough. Um, something, something that helps me a lot with that. Um, something that helps me a lot with like something that may put me down is like, yeah, I can have a bad minute. I can have a bad hour. I can have a bad two hours, but never can I ever have a bad day just because there are so many things that I can look at and be grateful for. Like, you know what? I woke up today. I woke up today. You know what? I have family. I have friends. Like I have, you know, I can go to YouTube and maybe like watch a funny video. I can go walk outside in good health. Like it's just, there's just things that like I can remind myself of to be like, okay, you know what? That last hour was really shitty. That hour sucked. Like that, whatever just happened, it sucked. But like, I'm alive, you know, like I, what, what can I do? Like, what can I go do right now? You know what? Let me just go like, let me go to that, like, let me go to my favorite restaurant and just grab myself, like, my favorite burger or something, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's really just how you, like, you can have something that really sucks, but like, how do you, how are you going to react to that? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the event was, it didn't matter what happened to him or her or that or this or whatever. How do, how can I react to it and like adjust? Because change that. that's the only thing that I am in control of. And that's it. Like, how am I going to react to it? I agree. I agree. And I think like mm-hmm. what you said, I was going to mention it too, being grateful, being grateful mm-hmm. is, it's like when you look at something and you're like, instead of looking at what you don't have, for example, and looking at what you mm-hmm. do have, like you said, mm-hmm. you have family, you have friends, you have people to talk to, you know what I mean? Being grateful mm-hmm. and looking at those things instead of what you don't have, or it's like, it changes your mind. You know what I mean? Putting I things, putting thinking, putting things into perspective you know like you could be in a wheelchair you know but you're exactly. not you have two legs and you can walk so yeah i good you you've made a good point that's good i, I, I agree um okay so do you do you exercise on the regular do you feel like that helps you too exercising oh, absolutely 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 i am a big advocate for like getting outside right like yeah as much as technology and like as much as being inside and like technology and all that's so great. Like there's so like the world is just so beautiful and like getting outside and just like touching some grass, running on the grass, like being outside is like something that I really like. And I feel like it's super good for my mental health. Yeah. I've, I've become super, I've, I've like jump roping recently. Like that's been a big thing of mine. I've, I've enjoyed jump rope and I think exercise like for anyone, no matter what, no matter even just like taking a walk, like as yeah. long as you are getting outside and doing something active and just sweating and being to yourself and just pushing yourself to be better. It's, it's, 
it's fantastic for you. Yeah. It's fantastic for your mental health. Like all your, your muscles are just flowing. You're getting dopamine. Like you're looking at the sun. It's just yeah. fantastic. You're getting the vitamin C and it's true. You know, um, the technology now is pretty much keeping us inside looking at mm -hmm. our phones, looking at, you mm -hmm. know, everything else. And it's, it, I agree with you going outside is kind of like a distraction away from that. And, uh, because I it's totally agree. To, yeah. So it's good. How about this? Is cheer your exercise as well? Or do you like exercise? Uh, also I try to, yeah. So I try to exercise. Well, we, as like a team, we lift three times a week, like in the gym. That's cool. So we'll like lift and we have to lift to you have become to. stronger. Right. Have to. And I've always loved the gym. Like I always have liked to like getting stronger and bigger, but jump roping is something that I've liked. And I think it's something that's good for everyone. You know, like it's almost intense. anyone can do it. It's super intense, super good for your cardiovascular, cardiovascular health, like that stamina, just sweat and breathing. And like, you can do it to music and get a little funky with it. I've enjoyed that. <laughs> it's cool. Wow. It is. Even have you done like just air, like without jump rope, just, just go like that oh, yeah. without a jump rope. It's it's still pretty it's tough. It's really good. It breaks a sweat really good. Gets your um uh, it's tough. heart pumping. Yeah. And something something that I I've recently found that I really like during summer. So I, I answering one of your questions earlier is like yeah. Do I feel like am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? And you know we really do do enough. Like we really do. Like I think every single person does the right amount of thing they have to do that day. Like that's just what God's plan was. And, but I, sometimes I feel like if I'm thinking about, whenever I think about, am, am I doing enough? I'm probably thinking about doing through multiple other things in my head, yeah. which has, hasn't even happened yet. So then I get overwhelmed and I'm like, ah, like, I don't know what to do. So then like, when that kind of happens, I try to like sit back and I'm like, okay, in this moment, how am I feeling? I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed Do all these things. Like, I can't decide between these things. What's something that I actually want to do? Like, what's something that I can take a break from? Well, honestly, like, I'm going to go take a walk in the park. And I'm just going to sit down in the grass. And clear breathe, your mind. Clear my mind. Meditate. Like, journal a little bit. Journaling has been a super healthy habit that I've picked up that I used to. Like, I just, I never journaled ever in my life. Was never that person. Cool. And then recently, like, it just kind of came about. And I was like, man, like, getting my thoughts down on paper, no matter what it is, like, it's just yeah. so therapeutic. It's so therapeutic. And that has helped me a lot whenever I'm like, am I doing enough? And I'm like, I sit back, I look at what I've done today. And I'm like, Stane, you've done enough. Like you've, you've done, let's, let's do something that you want to do. Not what, not yeah. what I think I should be doing. Not what, not what I want others to do for me or not what I want to do for others. But like, what do I really want to do? Like yeah. for myself, for myself, right. which is, I feel like something I, I, until like this, like college year, like when I have more free time and more alone time, I'm like, what, what do I actually want to do? Like for me, for me, not for others. Since I, I feel like I'm always doing something for others with others and just doing so much. I'm like, but what about me? Like, what do I even want? Like myself, just me, not right. anyone else. Sometimes we and, forget about that, about what we want. Yeah, I totally agree. And so asking that question has been super beneficial to like, mental health and keeping me stable and like happy and like okay this i did something that i wanted to do and that makes me happy and that's yeah. all that matters because when you die when you like go 
you know, like when you're old and you're like, like super old as in like, just yeah, kind of like aged out and you're like, well, you have the memories, you have things that you've done in your life. Like, obviously you want to go out and make memories, but like, if you are content with yourself, like you, because once you get that old, like you're not going out and seeing everyone anymore, you know, yeah. you die with your memories and yourself. And as long yeah. as you're happy with what you did and what you made yourself feel and yourself, yeah. your identity, I, I think about that often too, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also, I don't know if you agree with me, like you look at, let's say, for example, social media, and you're like, you compare yourself to somebody and you're like, man, I don't think I'm doing enough. Or I wish I was doing that. Or he's, he's over here and I'm down here. I need to do more. You know what I mean? Totally. I totally understand that, dude. It's so tough. I mean, I think it's a, it's think a constant it's battle. I think it's a constant battle of like oh, you agree. just and you're being tough on yourself, like and knowing when you know what, like you said, I am doing enough. Mm-hmm. And 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 you got to and you got to focus on you, not on others, because you're looking at mm-hmm. what that person's doing. And you're comparing to yourself without even noticing that you're comparing yourself to that person. Totally. Totally. You're like, damn, I'm not doing enough because that person feels like they're doing more, but you really are doing enough you're, for yourself. I dude, I totally you're totally right about that. You're so right about that. And I think like I I it's tough because social media is kind of just like built like that. Like that's just a, a subconscious thing you don't even know you're doing. And I think something I heard, something I, I heard that I try to stand by a lot with social media and don't get me wrong, like this is not something I'm doing well, but they're like, listen, like if you want to be a social media, like person, like a creator, you should be creating content more than you're taking it in. Yeah. Because like, if you're already thinking that you can do this creative thing, like believe in yourself, like you can do it. It's so easy to become get views and be viral and connect just by selling who you are and doing your interest. Cause think about all the people there on the world. Like someone wants like, likes what you're doing. Like obviously, yeah. obviously you're following people that you like, so you can right. reach it out there. So you get out there and you sell yourself and you do things that you want to do because it is just beautiful what community you can create. And yeah. it just gets so much nicer when you can put more content out then you're taking it in because right. again, that subconscious thing that you were talking about the word you're comparing yourself without even like realizing it. And that's just so, it's just so unhealthy and it's, and it's sad and it's yeah. tough to battle with that. It's tough. I want to ask you another question. Uh, there, I have this, uh, I put that thing on Instagram asking questions, knowing that, you know, you were going to be on and somebody asked, mm-hmm. uh, Madison asked how, how do you change your mindset to set out, to get out of your head about throwing tumbling skills. So I think what she's mm. trying to say is how do you change that mindset when you're having a hard time throwing a tumbling skill that you're having a hard time with? Sure. Oh, well, great question. First off, Madison, that's a great question. Um, yeah. So I feel whenever, whenever getting flustered with, um, you know, a tumbling skill and you're in, in your head a lot and really like, you know psyching yourself out a little bit you know i mean you're flipping your body over it's scary and realize that like realize that this is not easy like you can't just do it and take a step back and think about okay like what have i 
done before. Like, okay, I've done, say it's like a round off, like say it's like a, a full or a layout or a tuck, right? Well, I know how to do a round off and I know how to do a back handspring. I've done round off back handspring before. I've done maybe round off back handspring tuck on the trampoline. Like I've, I've accomplished these things before. Like I can do this. Like I've done it before, you know, let me take a step back and not try to think so much and, and, and not try to think about the tuck. Let me think about, man, like I know how to do a really good round off back handspring, right? Like I've, I've been working on those. Like I have that skill. Let's, let's do some more of those, right? Like let me even change to another skill before and then go do something, go back to that skill. Like don't always think that you have to just throw that double, that double, that double. Well, that skill is not just about the double. That skill is not just about the fold, the layout, the tuck. It's about the round off. It's about the handspring. It's about the placement. It's about the run into it. You know, like there's so many things that come before just that skill that you know how to do and know that, like know that you know how to do it and don't question yourself about that. Awesome. That's awesome advice. Mm -hmm. man. It's true because there's Thank always you. basics. There's always basics. You always got to go back to your basics. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. The basics are super important and just remind yourself of what you have accomplished. Like, man, like I've, I've done this before. Like I'm, I'm, I've been working on my round off handsprings. Like my round off handsprings, beautiful. Like, like what that coach used to tell you. Had that tuck ass. Exactly. Like relax, bro. Like you're, you, you know how to do this. Like why, why are you doing too much? Why are you doing so much? Like you, you're good. Like you got this. I believe in you. Um, awesome. and always like, you know, and maybe you need a mindset change through a friend or just talking like, Hey man, like I'm like, I'm really, like, I'm really struggling a little bit. And so you, oh, oh, food for thought is always good from other people as well. That's true. Other mm -hmm. people that obviously are like throwing those skills already, you know, and like, sure. Yeah. Sure. And it's healthy to talk about it. Just get it out. Like get, get it out of your head. Like just get, instead of stick, sticking it in here, just put it out into the universe so it's just maybe not away from you and be like i can do this no let me talk about it to that other person let me just get it out of my mouth and just bleh, like here have it like have my food for thought like eh, it's stuck in here let me just yeah. talk about it and get it out to you you know it's true i think you it, it's important you should, to talk about totally. it especially like i feel like i mean i'm I, I don't tumble i don't do anything but um as far as experiences go um i feel like you are better off telling somebody the problem or the issue or totally what you're going through. So then maybe that person has a solution and they can help you through it. You know what I mean? Just like your coach, you were like flustered. You couldn't do that. And he's like, relax. And then he coached you through it and he coached you not as the skill wise. He coached you mentally at that moment. If you realize that, you know what I mean? Totally. And then you like push through. That's awesome. Totally. Man heck yeah dude. um man i i appreciate you being here man like i said my goal here is like like just to motivate inspire other people inspire the kids listen to your story um mm -hmm. you're going from tglc to no, no wait let's not even say that going starting from mm -hmm. clip city to tglc yeah. to now being at the university of ohio you've gone through mm -hmm. a lot you know you you know the sport uh and um especially being a male dominant with a dominant girl sport, you know, mm -hmm. that's, uh, you've gone through a lot. So I just, uh, who better than to ask and have a little chat conversation with Slain of course, himself, man. man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks dude. Bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on of the course, podcast. Man. Dude, of course. And I'm, I'm so glad you're doing this because 
I mean, the cheerleading, like the cheerleading is, is a very tough sport, like mentally and physically. And it, it, it challenges you and, and puts a lot of stereotypes that, you know, it's hard to deal with. And I think talking about it is just like the best thing you can do and just getting out there, speaking your mind, not keeping it inside your head and really just believing in yourself and knowing what you've accomplished because everyone is so great, no matter what, like comparing, comparing to others is just so BS because like, yeah, we can never go into their heads and actually like comprehend what they've gone through and they can't do that for us. So uh, even though like, even though you can kind of subjectively like compare some things, you never know what they're going through and you never know right. the depth of that problem for them because it's not the same for you. Right. So like everyone's going through it. Everyone has problems, but everyone's also ready to be there for others and build each other up. Just like, you know, we're kind of doing right now talking about it. Yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful, the cheerleading community is a beautiful thing and everyone is always willing to help because you know everyone's everyone's doing the everyone's doing the damn thing we're all exactly. doing a beautiful thing called cheerleading and we're all here and like for anyone listening like feel more than welcome to reach out to me to reach out to you know the cheer up podcast for just anything because just like you said like this is what it's about baby like talking yeah. about it inspiring motivating and your story is just as motivating as mine because i'm sure you've gone through something and i've gone through gone through something and let's talk about it I appreciate it, man. Dude, you have Hell no yeah, idea bro. how thankful I am. Um, so Thank you, dude. Thank you for this what, opportunity. This was a blast. No, man. Uh, I hope uh, it was fun. I'm going to go ahead and stop recording, and then we can keep chatting. Hold on. All righty. Peace so, out, y'all. And that was my conversation with Slane Glover. Um, super down-to-earth guy. I was so happy to have him on the podcast. I was so happy that he was able to make it. Um, as, as busy as that guy is, um, he made some time. And um, we made this happen for you guys. So I hope you got some value. I hope you got some good um, information. Uh, he's been from jumping on the trampoline to now Ohio State University. You know, uh, he's a great cheerleader, a great person. So um, if you guys can do me a favor and hit that subscribe button, I would greatly appreciate it. Follow uh, the Cheer Up podcast on Instagram. That would be great. I'll have Slane's information in the description below. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.